with us today is Dr. Steve Cates, and uh, he's also known as Dr. Sky. And, uh, you know, we look up in the sky and we never know what we're going to see. And uh, uh, Steve uh, keeps us informed, and he has some breaking news today. Uh, Steve Cates, give us the breaking news. Well, John, this is very interesting. We've had this massive solar CME, which is called a halo CME, and this is quite, a bit, quite interesting. Back on March the 13th, a gigantic explosion happened on the far side of the sun. Well, what's so unusual about that? Well, we see these flares and CMEs all the time as we move into sunspot cycle 25. But what's interesting, John, is a lot of people have never experienced, meaning the scientists, a rare halo CME. What is that? It means on the far side of the sun, a gigantic blast of energy came out in all directions, which is quite unusual. And lucky for us, it wasn't headed directly toward the Earth. But believe it or not, John, this explosion or expansion of this giant cloud of material actually slightly affected the Earth, even though it wasn't directed at us. goes to show you, right, John, the power of the sun. It is tremendous power, and I understand we got lucky it missed us. How much did it miss us by? Uh, otherwise, we would, could have had a problem. John, about 80 or 90 percent of it missed us. That's the good news, but here's not the good news. That sunspot group that allegedly caused this particular event is now moving itself around the front side of the sun, not to alarm people, but as we move into solar cycle 25 even deeper, meaning more activity, well, the best, in quotes, if you like these type of things, is yet to come. So stay tuned, uh, kind of sit down and, well, put on your uh, special anti-solar radiation hat because this is what nature does. The sun is 4 billion years old. Uh, something must have happened with the dinosaurs and uh, something like that, but... But I'm not worrying about it because I think uh, over the next couple hundred years, I think we're still okay. I think we are, John. The solar cycle continues to show us power, but it hasn't, thank God, destroyed the Earth. We move on to space really quickly here. Rolls-Royce, the great company that developed both the Merlin engines of the aircraft in World War II and the great jet engines today. How about this, John? They're looking to develop, that is, with the British Space Agency, a nuclear power reactor that they would actually send to the surface of the moon as we move forward, like with Artemis III, the next habitation on the moon will probably be at the southern pole of the moon. But it's interesting because Rolls-Royce has been involved with the nuclear submarines, and I'm sure they've been a supplier, I don't know all the backstory details, of being able to develop these nuclear reactors for submarines. So isn't that interesting? Something to go to the moon to continue to give us almost limitless power. Well, let, let's talk about that. If we put if Rolls Royce puts a nuclear reactor in the southern uh, part of the moon, yes. uh, is it strong enough? Uh, well, to to create a heat and to create uh, water uh, for the astronauts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In other words, can we theoretically build a colony? Yes, John. That's exactly the purpose. Because at that part of the moon you would probably just have to depend on solar power. The reason they're doing a southern pole of the moon habitation is that this is a dark area where obviously the temperatures would be at least constant down below, and they would put up on top of mountains solar power. So this obviously would help them to do what solar cannot do. But there's something really interesting, John. We always talk about the mystery of the week, and here we go again, something from physics. What are neutrinos? Well, these are called ghost particles in the science world. They're the most abundant subatomic particles in nature. They have no electric charge, and they have a mass near zero. 
And billions of these particles, John, are streaming through our bodies every day. And where are they thought to come from? Back to the sun. They're thought to come from nuclear fusion in stars and supernova. And now, it's amazing, scientists have detected these mystery particles in these giant machines called particle colliders. that smashes particles together, and they've actually found neutrinos. But it all goes back to another thing. Another particle that was detected in the past is the so-called God particle, the mystery one. It's called the Higgs boson. What's that? It's a particle in nature that actually adds mass to other particles. But both, John, the neutrinos and the God particle, the Higgs boson, has something to do with gravity. So we're still, still so far away from understanding what they call the theory of everything. And that is combining that, what we know in physics to this quantum physics. Steve Cates, that is mind-boggling because I still don't understand fusion 100%. I yes. still don't understand how the sun could, could not burn itself out after 4 billion years, and maybe eventually uh, there's a problem and it does. Uh, but uh, now you, you talk about this God particle that, yes. act, that adds mass. Right. That, again, that is God's work. I mean, some, the, the, the master creator of everything. Yes, and, you know, uh, that's right. And I'd have to disagree with Stephen Hawking, because allegedly the last words he ever said was, there is no God. Now, how could that be? In my belief system and yours and many other people out there, something had to create this massive, incredible universe. But isn't that amazing that Stephen Hawking pretty much said uh, there is no God? I mean, that's pretty declarative, and I don't necessarily agree with it either. Well, I, uh, I'll give you my version of it. I believe sure. in, the, in the ultimate God that's created everything. Sure. But I will give you a subparticle of that. And the subparticle mm -hmm. is that our advancement as a species might have been created by another alien species that's far advanced with us that, that helped us go to the next step. It's very true, John, because the universe, if you look at all the stars out there, well, how could anybody think that there's not some sort of life if it's based on carbon like ours is? It's just a great mystery. And don't, don't forget, John, people can still look and see things in the sky as we wrap it up here. If they look into the west after sunset in these beautiful early spring nights, you get to see Venus and you get to see the planet Jupiter and the moon growing in brilliance. And basically five planets, John, are visible in the evening sky, but many have to do with a telescope. So you'll be able to see Venus and Jupiter Mercury, a little faint. The planet Uranus, of course, you'd need a telescope. And Mars, right overhead, John, at sunset, about 130 million miles away. It's amazing stuff, isn't it? I just amazing stuff. It makes my mind uh, expand. And I know I did uh, send you some information about the possibility of being able to cut across the universe in seconds with some space holes. Uh, Absolutely. And 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 uh, in theory, uh, warp speed might be available. And yes. uh, God bless uh, God and God bless America. And uh, I hope they're watching over us, uh, Steve. I do too, John. That's called quantum entanglement. We'll talk about that later. Check us out, as you know, John, wabcradio.com, the Dr. Sky Experience for both podcast and, of course, our blog. Thank you, John. And a good morning to you and all the listeners. Thank you so much, and uh, make sure everybody listens to your podcast on wabcradio.com, uh, the podcasts, and uh, uh, 
It's uh, really mind-boggling. Thank you so much, and have a great weekend. You bet, John. Thank you, too.